Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Steve Rosenblum. There was a keg stand I lost to an 81-year-old lady. She got off the main <laughs> floor, and then, and, but I was, it was really close. Mark Grody. I've been waiting to get a hold of this guy for years. Yeah, like they're, like Channel 2 News is out there interviewing people. Yeah, I've been talking to my wife about getting Steve. He wants connected my dots and more to my plate. I'm going to dunk his ass. They suck, so you don't have to. Can't you morons do anything right? Founding members of the WB Club. Smoke weed every day. The three words that describe this show, and I quote. Stink, stank, stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Welcome in. Saturday Suckage. I suck so you don't have to. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Let's see who else is here. Grobber. It sucks and it freebases. Don Cooper. If I think something sucks, I'll tell you it sucks. Jake Arietta. This sucks. Really, it does. Albert Almora. Damn, Willie, man. Do we suck? Pat Fitzgerald. Sometimes you got to embrace the suck. Ohio State today. Embrace that suck. Eloy Jimenez. Hey, you guys not gonna make anyway. You guys are suck. Hey, when when I got traded the next day. Oh, welcome to the suck team. Yeah, well, we weren't lying. Toby. Oh my God, this sucks. Random Bears fan. Oh God, do they ever? Terry Boars. Finally made a list of somebody who thinks he sucks besides I do. Liam Hendricks. I wouldn't say seeking perfection. It's just mainly trying not to suck. 
Julie Swika. Man, that sucks. Wilson Contreras. Losing, losing suck. I tell you that, and, and that's all I can say. George went. We had fun, uh, but there you go. I sucked. Garth Algar. Get it off, man! Get it off! It's sucking my will to live. Steve Dahl. sucks. Candace Parker. Um, I mean, it sucks. Roquan Smith. Yeah, man. Sucks. <laughs> Sean Sears. We are Chicago's number one in... Sean what Sears. what I did. I sent us to commercial by accident. What's up, Steve? <laughs> Sean, you suck. You like... I'm supposed to suck so you don't have to, and you just overcame that. So isn't that great? We got Roquan Smith in the suckage roll call just before he left town. That's outstanding. Yeah, we nailed that, that is, one, huh? That is outstanding. So welcome, everybody, to Saturday Suckage. I suck so you don't have to. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealer. Phone number at the score is this, 312 644 6767. That'll get you to our listener line powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. That number, 312 644 6767, also gets you to the scores tech zone. The tech zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at RosenHyundai.com. Bears Mondays this season are presented by Horizon Therapeutics. That will be the case Monday after the Bears play tomorrow. They host the Dolphins, and it just could be a complete and utter waxing. Could be a shootout. You just don't know. We will find out from Mark Rohde at 1120. He will be here for two romp and stomp and segments of what Mark heard. And what he heard was a lot this week with the deals going down and players getting traded and what are they doing and what's the point and why are we playing and uh oh, we have to play. This is our job. And then in the noon hour, this is really special. Chuck Swirsky will join me for the entire hour from 12 to 1. Chuck Swirsky, the voice of the Bulls, previously the voice of the Raptors. He'd done DePaul, he'd done Michigan. What many of you may not know, parents, tell your kids, he was the first Chicago sports talker. He had a weeknight show, WCFL. He was told, we're doing sports talk and you're doing it. Now go out there and talk sports. If you're looking for a godfather of Chicago sports talk, Chuck Swirsky is it. He will be here at noon to talk about that. He wrote a memoir. Always a pleasure. That's the name of the book. You can go to Eckhart's Press and get it. You can go to ChuckSwirskyTheBook.com and bang, there you go. You got your chance to get the book named after his signature line. Chuck will be here to talk about that. And the Bulls, tough loss in Boston last night. They'll play in Toronto tomorrow. Chuck will be here today. Chuck can also talk Bears and White Sox, and Sherman Reinsdorf, and Ozzie Guillen. Sure, as a player. I mean, we're talking with Chuck, with Chicago Sports Talk. We're going way back to 1979, and we're coming forward, and Ozzie Guillen is still here. <laughs> he, was, he was there early. He was there often. 
He's here late. He was just on the score. So let's put this, let me put this in context, provide some perspective. Rick Hahn got his guy. If you don't like Rick Hahn, and there are a lot of people who don't, based on the fact that he did not seem to, he thought this was the kind of game, he thought this was the kind of season where, like when we played baseball and right field was closed, he didn't see the need for a right fielder. The Sox didn't see the need for a home run hitting, a left-handed home run hitting right fielder. By the way, there's Bryce Harper. He kind of wanted to come here. He didn't. And also, if you don't like Rick Hahn because of what he did at second base, well, one guy is not going to be here because Pedro Gafal is now going to be wearing Josh Harrison's number. If you don't like Rick Hahn, you have to love this hire. This is Rick Hahn's hire. That big smile told you so. The giggliness, the if I smile more than ever, this is our man. He interviewed Pedro Grafol, and he said Pedro Grafol raised the bar for every other candidate after that. Good. This hiring sounded a lot like when the Sox brought in Jerry Manuel. And Sherman Reinsdorf said something like, why haven't you brought me this guy before? Pedro Gafol said a lot of the same things, talking about a team of substance. They're going to practice hard. They will play hard. They will pay attention. They will be awake. Stuff that never happened that didn't happen under the Hall of Famer baseball person. Oh, by the way, by the way, Pedro Gafol said clearly we're going to be accountable to one another. We're going to be accountable to each other. Accountability is a big deal. Unlike a Hall of, Fame, Hall of Famer baseball person uttering that phrase to, so he didn't have to account for a second DUI. Day before, came to light the day before he was hired, and Rick Hahn was very sad. So this is Rick Hahn's manager. This is Rick Hahn's roster. And this is the way Rick Hahn's tied, the way you would expect Ryan Pace to be tied to whatever, to, to Matt Nagy or to however it goes. This is the way you find out if the general manager deserves to keep the job. This is his guy. This is his window. He hired a guy with no major league managing experience, no managing experience at all, really. Ten years of coach for the Royals and a guy who indicted the White Sox. Yeah, we knew if they had energy that night, we were in trouble because they're so talented. The Royals went 10-9 and nine against the White Sox. It tells you there was a lack of energy, a lack of hustle. I don't know if there was a question in this interview that went three hours with Pedro Grafol. I want to believe that one of the questions was, would you walk a guy when your pitcher has a one and two count? I want to believe what the other question is, would you have taken Yohan Moncada out of the game when he clearly didn't want to be there? Would you have done it right then and there? I want that guy as a manager. That is, that's an actual, that, that is horrible disrespect for the team, for the game, for himself, for the uniform that Pedro Gafol deemed so proud. Pedro Gafol's first order of business, it seemed, after taking the job, was to get Yohan Moncada on the phone, somehow talk to him, communicate with him. Communicate was a big word with Pedro Gafol. Next step was hang out with Yasmani Grandal which is a shame because that it appears they're not going to eat Grandal's contract. They're not going to eat the money. 
They're going to have a catcher who can't catch. Pedro Grafol is credited with a lot of the improvement of Sal Perez, Kansas City's all-star, Kansas City's stud. Good luck with that. Perez is a lot younger than Grandal. Grandal can't catch, couldn't catch, won't catch. He can't catch the ball. Having a catcher who can't catch the ball is a bad thing for your pitching staff. But if you like, if you hate Rick Hahn, you like this hire because that's what you got. I think that's an excellent, it's it's an excellent way to look at this season. It's win-win. Hahn will should be gone if this hire doesn't work out. It's his roster, it's his manager. And if the Sox do win, if Rick Hahn is right, if Pedro Gafol is good. If these players respond, you're going to get the team you were promised all last year and never showed up. You're going to get the team that Johnny Cueto indicted. He pitched for the White Sox. And remember at the end of the year, he was talking about the Guardians. They run, they hustle, they play hard, and they put the ball in play. Stuff that was never said about the White Sox. Somebody who didn't get the White Sox job, who I think should have, if you're looking for a manager who knows how to win, Ozzie Guillen, he was on the score. He was on Inside the Clubhouse with David Haw and Bruce Levine earlier today. And he makes a salient point. He's talking about nobody knowing the White Sox better than him, knowing them inside and out. Here's Ozzie on that from Inside the Clubhouse. And I keep saying that nobody knows this ball club better than me. No one. Managing outside Chicago, Nobody. I know this club very well, and I know why this club it can be good or bad. Uh, hopefully, they stay, they, they, they stay, they show healthy, and play the game right. I don't know about staying healthy. If staying healthy means they're going to have a complete, a revamped sports science pregame routine, you're going to stretch, you're going to run, you're going to do this as a team, and you're going to do it regularly so you don't all look like you're made of balsa wood and you're told not to hustle, that's great. But, you know, take infield practice, take outfield practice, look like you know. You know what? Here's what I would do if I'm Pedro Grafol. Here's what I do the first time in spring training when I have a full team meeting. We're stressing defense. He talked about defense. He used the word obviously. Got to improve it, obviously. Here's what I do if I'm Pedro Grafol. And, Pedro, you can have this. No charge. It's my gift to you to start this glorious run of Red Sox managing. I'd stand up in front of the team and I'd hold up this white sphere with red stitches. And I'd say, this is a baseball. Catch it or sit. Make the point. And then back it up. A lot of guys talk. Not a lot of guys back it up. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. We'll take a break. When we come back, talk to Mark Grody. Justin Fields has a big game. Jalen, oh my God, the defense has a big game. Tyreek Hill's coming to town, and he might run these guys into forfeiting the rest of the season. We will talk to Mark Grody, our near-award-winning segment, What Mark Heard. Much was said, Roquan Smith is gone. He can take his money demands elsewhere. Justin Fields is still here, and he has been looking better. We'll talk to Mark Grody. What Mark heard in the top of the hour, Chuck Swirsky will be here for an hour. He wrote a book, Always a Pleasure. Get it at Eckhart's Press. Go there and order it, and bang, it shows up right on your laptop or your phone. 
and we'll talk to Chuck about all things sports. It's his memoir, and he's been around it for in Chicago since 1979. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Thank you for joining Saturday Suckage. No, no need for you to stand and applaud as I suck so you don't have to. <clears throat> it's my, with great humility, I say it's my honor. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Oh, hi, Mark. Everybody knows who's there. Hi, Mark Brody. Hi, Steve. Coming in strong. <laughs> As always, it sounds good. That's a little, that'll wet my appetite for, yeah. Come on now. That'll wet my appetite for the show that I am going to see tonight at the United Center. And that is Jane's Dixion opening up for Smashing Pumpkins. So this is a, that was a nice way to get the juices flowing. Boy, your head's going to be exploding in all manner. Will you be, will you be ready to call, talk about, describe all those Dolphins touchdowns tomorrow (laughs) after what's going on? Yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill is gonna have a chance to do well you know i i don't know look tyreek hill is is great and he's been great against everybody so he'll probably be great against the bears tomorrow. <laughs> that's his job right yeah it's a job hey and jalen waddle not too shabby either so you know, yeah there there are issues that's so scary i know the, the, you're that you're you're going okay tyreek here's the all right Jalen Johnson said it really well. I got two dogs coming to town. You know, I don't know who he traded. I know who he traded. I don't care. I just love the idea. Okay, the number one receiver in the league, the scariest damn weapon. And then, oh, by the way, here's number four. They got two in the top five, and the Bears clearly don't have I, – I, if I were Kendall Vildor, I would take paid time off. Does he have any PTO days left? <laughs> because after what Dallas did to him, what everybody's going to do to him, it's okay. We got this. I mean, just, Oh my God. Well, well, why don't we start right there, Steve? Because the Alan Williams is the man responsible for attempting to put something together to quell the production of those two wide receivers that we were just talking about in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So here is the DeBears defensive coordinator talking about what the plan is. How are you going to stop these boys? The best coverage is a great rush. We have to make sure that the quarterback is not back there just patting the ball and has all day to, to throw the ball. When that happens, it's you know, you can't let it be seven on seven. That's that's what you don't want. You have to make him feel uncomfortable. You have to make him uh, move around. You have to make him not know what the coverage is before the snap. So there are different phases of that to, to make the quarterback uh, feel uncomfortable. He's putting a couple of guys on notice, in, including Travis Gibson, who we haven't, who's been pretty quiet lately. 
that continues to put Dominique Robinson on notice. And quite frankly, I think it puts some of these defensive linemen on notice too, like Justin Jones. I think Justin Jones is a guy, if we're getting into it here, that needs a big game. He needs some, you know, tackle for loss. Maybe he even breaks through to Tua. But those guys need a, a big game, no matter what the case is. Even if it wasn't as talented of a group of wide receivers and as explosive in an offense as Miami can be, the defensive line needs a big game today or tomorrow, Steve. Yeah, and in light of – it was talked about, you have a better feeling for the locker room if there is such a feeling to be had. I, I, the question was asked, okay, Robert Quinn's gone. Now what? We lost a guy we all looked up to. Well, we got to go play the game. And then Roquan Smith got traded, and it depends how it was interpreted and processed. And, and well, he wanted money. They don't want to pay him. Or we lost our leader on defense. And I'm thinking, do you realize you guys lost by 20 points to a contender, which means you're not even close with Roquan Smith on the field? And where did that get you? So they – there's all kinds of things going on and self-pity is a, I don't want it to become a default setting. Could it be? What do you, what do you suspect? No, I don't suspect that at all, actually. And I've hated this, this angle, Steve, the, the locker room doldrums. Oh my God, we've lost these. Yeah, it sucks. I believe that they were close to Roquan Smith. I believe that everybody respected Robert Quinn. I believe that these guys were legitimate leaders who everybody likes seeing every day in that locker room. But to your point, the, this t- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Team has not been this group of players, which is a lot of new players, has not been around or together long enough to build that sort of locker room chemistry that if it's disturbed, they're screwed. It's just not the case. And it, and and these guys, this team, they they the individuals on this team cannot afford to have the locker room. Uh, woe is us. We've lost everybody on this team. Like if this was a group that had won something together or had been together for what, there's what four guys left from the 2018 team. So it's, it's ridiculous to have the narrative that somehow the locker room, and I'll tell you this from being in the locker room all week, the locker room was as spirited as it's ever been. And that's the right way to go about it for these guys. Cause these guys understand the young players understand almost almost every player on this team if you really think about it is playing for something trying out for something whether it's trying out for the future of the bears or trying out for another team so i think that this locker room has been smart enough to know that it's sad to lose those guys but you cannot let it affect your play or you're just sabotaging yourself at this point. This is this is not one of those locker rooms that's been together long enough, and I've said it before. It's a good locker room. It's a good locker room of guys, and probably because all of these guys are self-motivated and haven't really gotten anywhere yet. Well, Mark, what, uh, what else are the Bears people talking about here at Hell's Hall this week? Wait, wait, wait a minute. Sean... Did we lose Steve? Don't just come on and act like I understand what's going on here. What happened? What's so we going were, on? We were having a little bit of an issue with Steve. But okay. I, I figured I All would right. just suit a host for a second. As long as uh, you're well, okay with that. I mean, you're I, no game. problem. No, yeah, yeah, I'm an HOF. I, Illinois State trained me for these opportunities. But I'm actually really glad we started with that because I – and I've talked about this before. I am just the – it's a worthy question. The conversation is worthy – about how the locker room is affected by the the deleting of these players, the moving on of these players. But it, again, the, the idea that this group can afford to let down or somehow put up a stink at this management is it, it's not possible. And, and to be honest with you, none of the players have done that. I mean, the players that I have talked to, yes. Like the best example of this is Dominic Robinson. I think he was like, had the best stuff when I talked to him last week. And that was, yeah, I really liked uh, Robert Quinn. I loved Roquan Smith. I was close to these. It's, let's just, let's just keep it at Quinn. Cause that's the position that he played on the edge. And loved him, great guy, taught him a lot. But even Robinson was like, he didn't say these exact words, but his his vibe was, this is my time. This is this is my opportunity now. This is a lot of our opportunity now. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And I think it's okay to say that. I think that players in the locker room get what's going on more than maybe people listening understand. So... So that's that's the case right there. So much for that. Um, moving on, assuming we don't have Steve Rosenblum here right now, Sean Sears, I'm assuming that uh, we he's... do not. Okay, you are, you are doing a bang up job, your Mark. I just gotta say, it's a, it's a yeah. No, job. I know. Thank you, thank you. Let's let's move on 
to the next cut because so there's a very interesting situation going on this week and it is the the reality check that now exists with the bears and that is the reality that they are without these players and the defense is as vulnerable as it's ever been it may not be pretty out there because of the subtractions from this team so that that's a very obvious thing Who is going to play linebacker for Roquan Smith, the will linebacker, the weak side linebacker? And there are two candidates for that gig right now. One of those is Nick Morrow, who had been playing in the middle when Roquan Smith was still there. The other is an undrafted local rookie named Jack Sanborn. And in case you have never heard Jack Sanborn, maybe you've never even seen Jack Sanborn. It is possible, if you are listening right now, you have never even heard the name Jack Sanborn. But Jack Sanborn, he'll be on the field in some way, shape, or form. What exact position he's going to play, how much he's going to play, I can't tell you. But this is how Jack Sanborn sounds about his game. Just somebody that's going to put his head down, do everything he can for the team, and you know, everything that he can to help this team win. I mean, that's, that's what we want to do. You know, that's the goal of this week. And um, So, yeah. What does it mean, the, the chance to, to play a larger role? And obviously, you know, a lot of undrafted rookies who step into this spot don't get this opportunity and earn it the way you have. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot goes into it, but um, it's definitely an honor right now. Um, but, you know, with that being said, you've know, you got to do more. Right? you know, you got to keep improving each day, keep, keep getting better each day, and that's where my mind is. All the right things. That that's I guess that's exactly you don't want to hear any more, probably not hear any less from a rookie who is going to get a prime opportunity. Guy that was undrafted, who has been playing pretty well on special teams, and now he gets a big opportunity to prove himself and it's essentially a tryout for him and for the future of this team, and that is what is going on with a lot of this team, or will continue to be going on with a lot of this team or a lot of this uh, for most of this team, I should say for the rest of the year. And uh, you are listening to Chicago sports radio, 670, the score. I'm Mark Grody. Steve Rosenblum is having some technical difficulties. So I have actually taken over his show and I have been told I am being told that I should take a break right now and I will come back with more of this show. Hey, if I have to host this show until two o'clock this afternoon, that's what I'll do. We're improvising, folks. Again, these are I took a class in improv and I called radio improv. No joke where you get no script, you get no nothing, you just got to talk. So I I am prepared for this alarm. I'm glad that everybody is here. 312-644-6767. When we return, you will hear from Justin Fields. You will hear from Chase Claypool. And you will hear my absolute favorite cut of the week and maybe, maybe my favorite cut of the year. And it comes from a source you may not expect. It's all coming up on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's Saturday Suckage on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Oh, yeah. Steve Rosenblum sucks more than ever. That is for sure. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Rosie having some technical difficulties. I was in the midst of being a guest on his show, and then he dropped off. And so now apparently I am hosting this show and I'm just reading through some of the suckage texts right now. 312-644-6767. Grody went to the Grobber School for Radio Improv. KMA. Perfect Saturday suckage. A show with no host. Yeah. 
It's not talk radio. Um, Mark, Illinois State Hall of Fame. Yep, yep, yep. 312. What is it, guys, about Chicago teams wanting to unload their best players? Contreras with the Cubs, Roquan Smith with the Bears. Talk about self sabotage. Well, you keep those guys. I can guys. hear you, Sean. You keep the Steve? No. Can you hear me? All right. No. Mute Steve. Mute Steve, Sean, because I hear him in my ears now. I don't know if the world is hearing him, but apparently he can't hear me. So let's just uh, let's just go. Oh, he can hear me? Okay. Boy, this has been really smooth, Steve. I know. It's just professional radio at its best. I'm so I apologize to everyone, but it's sort of Saturday suckage. Well, yeah, look at the the 815, Perfect Saturday Suckage, a a show with no host. Um, I want to hear more about Dave the Cat. Actually, if you go to my – Dave the Cat literally has a paw over his face right now because he doesn't want to hear it or make eye contact with me right now. He's in in the bed. Um, And if you'd like to see more Dave the Cat, you you go to my Instagram page and you will see Dave the Cat. I think it's still got a couple more hours left in my story. So, Steve – where were we? Mark? I We were, I don't know. Let's. I'll do tell you where we were. On. Yeah, you tell me where we were. <laughs> okay. What did I play? Oh, so we just heard from, we were just talking about the, the linebacker spot because reality starts to kick in now in that these guys are gone, and that was the story early in the week, and now as we approach the game tomorrow, the story becomes, okay, here's your team now. And Jack Sanborn may be playing linebacker. So we just heard from him just now. Why don't we move on to Justin Fields? And I think one of the most interesting things, the, the best of Justin Fields came by way of a question from Mark Potash. And, you know, people who watch the press conferences of Justin Fields, he is low-key. He is very low-key. He is unexcitable, even when it comes to talking about Chase Claypool. So listen to Justin Fields here. All right, we don't we not have Justin Fields, guys. I don't know. Yes, no, maybe Sean, some other Sean, day. You Sean. know this. Okay, okay, all right, no problem. Uh, man, I keep saying ISU. This is like college radio today. It, it is. It's, no. It's, <laughs> all right, all right. That would right. be a, that would be a let's, step up. We're happy to Justin Fields. Uh, We'll we'll get him. We'll get him in a second. Um, how about we try? How about we move on to uh, Chase Claypool, and no, we'll I, we will go ahead, Steve. No, Steve? I just you okay. I I yeah, I'm fine. I'm just this is uh, yes, this is Saturday suckage. Welcome. Yes. Oh, and it's, hey hey, what time is Chuck on? Can Chuck join us at 11:45? Any possibility yeah. for that? Chuck Chuck's Whoop. gonna be on. Chuck's gonna be on. Chuck's gonna be on. At noon, and he'll be here for, uh, be here for an hour. He was the first sports talker in Chicago. First weeknight sports talk show was Chuck Swirsky, WCFL. We're doing a sports talk show at night, and you're doing it. That's what they told Chuck. And we're going to relive those days because with the way this is going, Chuck's going to host the hour by himself. Yeah, it could happen. Well, I've been told we have Justin Fields back, so let's give it a spin. Bears. Okay. Bears. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? Uh, this seems like a good day to start drinking again. Uh, let me see what I got in the fridge. <laughs> no, don't. No, no, no. don't. Mark, Justin no. Fields, please. No. <laughs> Do we, so reason, we... uh, 
progression of the offense, getting Claypool, is there an excitement you feel that you have to suppress to, to not get too excited, or do you just not feel that emotion? I don't think you, you uh, want to as a quarterback. Of course, you know, you got to go through the same reads. you got to play off of the defense. So, um, you know, it's not high school football where you just get a bigger, better receiver where you can just look off the safety and, you know, throw it one-on-one down the field. So you're still going to have to go through your reads, go through your progressions, and, uh, you know, uh, of course we're going to, uh, work his way into the offense slowly and, um, you know, try to get the ball in his hands, but just got to stay even killed um, and, you know, just work your way through progressions and just really want continued growth with the offense and, um, you know, just everybody getting more comfortable with the offense as, you know, of course we have in these past few weeks. So just, you know, growing and getting better each and every day. I like that because Justin Fields is being realistic in that in in a week's worth of pra- – two days' worth of practice essentially – you're not going to just automatically be on the same page, no matter how big, no matter how strong, no matter how fast he is. And that goes both ways, not just Justin Fields, but Chase Claypool getting used to the offense. And I think that's sort of obvious, but it was, I like that because we're always looking for, for more out of Justin Fields. Like I said, he's very calm and easygoing and sometimes not fulfilling to the media during his press conferences. And it just seemed like he wasn't that excited. So Potsy asked the question and I thought Justin Fields gave a very good answer. What did you think? Yeah, I, I, it's kind of what I, kind of what I expected from him and, and that's it. It's level headed and you never know what'll happen. And I, we don't know if he's, it, it doesn't seem like he's trying to, play Lou Holtz and just set up the, you know, badmouth his own team and set up the other team and, and, and then suddenly spring something on them the way actually they sprung it on new England and said, Hey, we're going to do stuff you haven't seen before. But what I wonder about this, he's improved. You watched him improve the last couple of weeks, whatever the team's fortunes have been. He's had, he's made strides literally and figuratively. And I wonder if when they got Claypool, I thought of this, does, does, he, does this help him learn what an open receiver is in the NFL just by a guy being bigger? Hmm. I don't think so, necessarily, because the Bears have some big receivers. Now, maybe they're not as good at getting, quote, open, and I'm talking about okay. – Nikhil Harry and Equinemius St. Brown. I mean, it's a pretty big group of wide receivers, not Darnell Mooney. So, but here's the thing. Even though Mooney and Fields have, you know, been slow to connect this year, there is a comfort level with Darnell Mooney and Darnell Mooney's a small dude. So I don't know. I mean, like if, if Chase Claypool comes in and, and he gives that, that gives off that vibe of comfort. And if he is, the biggest body out there, maybe, maybe, but there isn't necessarily evidence to suggest that that's what Justin Fields needs to be more successful in passing the football. Well, if you get a, my thinking is if you get a bigger target, maybe he's he's more inclined to throw to the apex of that bigger target. I, I would have wanted him to do that to Cole Komet as well. Right. But, that's what I was just going to say. This is a more this is a more accomplished bigger target than the Bears have. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. I mean, and that's why the hope exists. That's why it seems like fans are very, you know, putting the the plus in the box for this move for the Bears. So, yeah, it's a it's a it's a guy who, you know, he's better than 
than Cole Komet in terms of being a receiver of the football. He's probably better than equity. He is better than Equinemia St. Brown. So there is a talent difference and a guy who probably runs tighter routes to go along with the big target. So yeah, now I'll be really interested to see what the chemistry is like between Justin Fields and Chase Claypool tomorrow. And I, I doubt we're going to see him play a huge amount of snaps, but he'll be in there for, I, I think probably more than people think, but not a full boat. I think they're going to find themselves in a situation. They could easily be in a shootout. Could easily be be another 50-burger, 49-burger they're looking at, a 40-burger, and because seven points were given up by the offense. They just didn't want to. They were more, more worried about leaping than touching a guy down. But the idea of fewer plays, enough passing plays, but none of which involve a receiver blocking. That always seems to be the the, the part of a skill position player. You want a running back who can block, who can pick up the blitz. You want a receiver who can block because it's going to take more than just the offensive line. So if Chase Claypool, just they tell him whatever route tree to run, he can do that. If they're in a shootout, that might benefit. Justin that's true, Fields. right? Where you could get a little bit loose, and and I think that's a that's a great larger point for this team. If you're not necessarily worried about wins and losses this year, go ahead and take some chances. And I actually think that that's what's happened with the Bears' offense the the last two games against New England and Dallas. That they've said, screw it, let's let let's let Justin Fields go. Let's let him run. Let's design runs for him. Let's encourage him to run when he's in trouble. Let's let loose a little bit. Maybe this is not exactly how we want the finished product, Justin Fields, to look, but loosen up a bit. And if it is, if tomorrow's game, it does turn into a shootout, yeah, let it let it flow. Let it flow and, and see what these guys can truly do. You don't want to embarrass yourself along the way and get blown out and get guys hurt in the midst of doing that. But at this point, the Bears can afford to take chance. Hey, Valus Jones Jr., when he's in the end zone, let him run the damn ball out of the end zone. It's, it's, no, it's, I, I, I don't know why I've let that get to me, but it has driven me crazy that they, they they're down 20 last week. And Valus Jones is still taking knees in the end zone. And I understand. I mean, I asked everybody possible on the record and off the record, like, is this the plan? And, yeah, that they essentially have said that the plan is to, you know, if the ball goes in the end zone, we're comfortable taking it to the 25. Now, I talked to, to Valus Jones by his locker just the other day, and I expressed that to him. I said, when are you going to start taking some of these out? And he actually said, here's an interesting little nugget for you. because And this was like Wednesday I was talking to him. And he said, yeah, I might be taking more out this week because of the wind, because the expected wind, depending on where he is receiving from, doesn't seem like every football is going to go in the end zone, again, depending on whether you're kicking into or with the wind. So maybe we see a little bit more of that risk taking too. let let Valus Jones go. But uh, the other part to that, too, is that Jones also said that they yes, that this is they are sort of revisiting all this with him, easing him back into it, getting him comfortable again after the, the, the really costly fumbles on the punt return. Well, two things about that. If there's wind, I don't want to hear wind and Bayless Jones Jr. in the same sentence because he's not on the field if it's windy. 
as far as I'm concerned. I don't trust him. <laughs> That's but a good point, too. We talked about this before, and it may not be a you know a strictly end zone to end zone win. It could easily be a crosswind. Probably will be a crosswind. Then he's got real trouble. He's got issues. And I would have had him down at Soldier Field today and just have the jugs machine punt to him and or, or kick off to him. I would want to, I mean, the winds now are probably worse than they will be tomorrow. I would want him trying to catch footballs under these conditions. There's no reason he shouldn't be down there because he has a, he has a problem and we've all seen it. And that problem kept him off the field. Why isn't he down there in these kind of horrible conditions trying to get better at that problem? Well, I think that there is, there are, fewer issues when it comes to the kickoffs and he will not be returning punts tomorrow. Uh, th- that's not going to happen. So he's not going to have to worry about that. And I don't know, maybe they are at soldier field today re- returning kicks, but there, there is not the same pressure obviously on kickoffs as there are on punt returns. And I, I am sure that in the portions of practice that we don't get to see, they've worked very closely with Valus Jones and trying to rid him of the glitch that has certainly occurred. And I don't know if it's just the, the wind. I mean, I, I just think it's a, it just seemed like that it was a guy who wasn't ready to return kicks yet. And that he just did not look good doing it. And I don't expect that uh, he'll be returning any, I should um, you know, differentiate between the punts and the kicks. He's not going to return punts. Yeah. He will return kicks though. Okay. I need, we need to share this Mark. You and I need to have this moment as we I, this segment okay. They're from the, from the text line. And, and the textures love us. 317, suckiest show ever. Yep. 815, blame the weather. 317, I love it. 618, this is going great. <laughs> 815, perhaps Mark could just imitate the Justin Fields interview. 219, good God, guys. 847, best radio segment ever. But wait, there's more. 630. LOL, looks like Mark picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. (laughs) (laughs) Let let me read a couple for you. Uh, Guys, guys, seriously, don't sweat this. I have been laughing more at this catastrophe than I've laughed all week. You guys are the best. If I was driving around in my car and I was listening to the radio and I heard the discomfort, I'd be like, yes. This is great. What are they going to yeah. do? I, I, yeah, that would be me. And I'm sorry that it had to be us, but I think that in relative terms, we've handled this pretty well. Don't you? No. Uh, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> we just did it. Yeah, we, we, we did. through it. Saturday <laughs> suckage. Okay. Thank God Chuck um, Swirsky's coming on next because that brings the credibility back to the radio station. Well, our, yeah. I assume well, he is. I yes. assume he's coming well, on. Or do you, do you need me to stick around for a little while? Or give or give or take a connection, Mark. Don't you know? Go spend time with Dave the Cat so we know where to find you. Okay. We'll do. Bye, Steve. All right. Thanks, Mark. Bye, bye. Oh, seven seven three. Steve, devotion to accuracy. Bill Berg, not Chuck Swirsky, hosted the first nightly sports show on WIND starting in nineteen sixty nine. Talk sports, a two hour show. Chuck's show was on longer. Okay, well, that's why we suck. I'm telling you what happened. Chuck was there in 79. We're going to talk to him about it. The legend himself. 312 texture. <laughs> Awkward like an eighth grade dance. 618. A lot of people don't know this, 
but it's a perfect show. Oh, my God. I want to thank you all for listening. By the way, this score, broadcast alert. We will be airing the massive Georgia-Tennessee game this afternoon. Coverage starts at 2 p.m. Me and Chuck are going to go till 1. 1 o'clock, Bears All Access. 2 o'clock, the score will be airing Georgia-Tennessee. Y'all come... Y'all stick around. Y'all want to hear that massive game. Coverage starts at 2. Saturday suckage. But you knew that just by listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.